Welcome to Straightforward. Hi, I'm Kim McKay and I'm an idea DJ. I use my unique blend of clarity and creativity to mix and remix the world's best business ideas. In this series, I'll be talking to my mate Emma Castle and a host of experts to help you move straight forward in business. I've been accused of being blunt and I don't have time to waste and neither do you. So let's kick off today's episode. Today, we're talking to the inspiring Erin Claire Jones. Erin's based in New York. She's a leadership coach and she specializes in human design. Erin has helped leaders and teams all over the world step into their highest potential by giving them a blueprint on how they operate and how they can perform at the top of their game. Now, as I mentioned before, she trades in the art of human design. That's the topic today. I hope it inspires you to find out more about human design. And I'm so excited to have such an expert on the show. Erin, it's so good to have you. Thank you so much for joining us on Straightforward. We're about to talk about something I've never talked to many people about. It's been a kind of not secret passion of mine, but a quiet passion, I will say, human design. Would you like to tell our listeners what human design is or your definition of human design? Mm-hmm. So human design is a system based on your exact time, date, and place of birth that really reveals your energetic blueprint. What I mean by that is how you're wired to make decisions and work within teams and collaborate and parent and partner in all the things. More than anything, it just gives us permission to be ourselves and the tools that kind of really step into our unique potential. Um, and so rarely am I telling people anything they don't know. I'm just kind of giving them a language and a framework for what they've always felt, but never really allowed themselves to really own. What you sort of said there around living your design, for me, the biggest penny to drop was around decision-making. It just, Mm. and which in business, we're making hundreds of decisions every day around who to hire, who to retain, what clients to work with. So when we're, you know, working within our our design, it's been such an incredible tool for me. Mm. I sort of found it in 2017 and it felt a bit to, I couldn't comprehend it, but there's so many practitioners like you in the last four years that have made this information accessible and digestible. Mm -hmm. And I thank you so much for that. Mm -hmm. How would someone listening go and find out about their human design? Because they can create a chart on their own, can't they? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. You can look up your chart for free at, um, I mean, lots of places online on my website. It's erinclairjones.com slash look up. And it's going to look like a wild jumble of colors and numbers and things that might feel overwhelming. Um, But generally, you know, there's so much information to explore, but even just starting with your type, your strategy, your inner authority, like really kind of understanding those pieces can be so transformative. When it comes to work and leading teams, you know, I come from a quite a traditional corporate background where we've gone through Gallup strengths, we've done DISC, Myers-Briggs, mm-hmm. all of that. Nothing has been as insightful as this tool has for, for me personally and for leading a, a team. Have you got any great examples? I know you've worked with teams and leaders. Have you seen it transform businesses? And have you got maybe an example? Yeah. I mean, I've seen it transform businesses in so many ways. And I came from a startup background and I got into human design because I was like, this would just be transformative for businesses. I think generally why it's so useful is it helps you understand how to work with and support each person. And it's a recognition that we all operate really differently. Um, you know, and it's like, maybe this person like loves meetings. This person maybe like needs very minimal meetings. This person can make decisions in the moment. This person needs a lot more time. This person needs to be invited in, you know, the list goes on. It's so tactical and simple. Um, 
Yeah. I think that like, you know, the team that I, I worked with for a while and it was just like so beautiful because like, I think the the magic was that like when they really started to kind of appreciate how differently they operated, like they were able to kind of just be so much more effective at making things happen. And they were like the top team in their company and they just like felt each so kind of recognized and seen by the other person. And I think that was just so beautiful to see that there were like manifestations of it on a financial level, you know, because they were able to just work together effectively, but also like they enjoyed working together so much because it felt like there was just like a different level of like appreciation for each other. I think that's such a brilliant point because when we look at the traditional methods of personality tests, DISC, et cetera, we're sort of put into, you know, maybe four boxes when it comes to DISC or 32 when it comes to Myers-Briggs. What human design does, it sort of says you're one in a billion. It really, they call it the science of differentiation, don't they? And it, mm-hmm. and you don't have to fit in a neat little box. Um, mm-hmm. It really lets you explore your very unique blueprint and design and be seen for that. I think that's, you know, the incredible part of it around teams for sure. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it just reminds us that we're all meant to do it differently. And I think we often get so tripped up when we, try to be similar to those around us and we expect them to be like us. But I think when we like really honor and appreciate it, it's so powerful, you know, and um, I think brings people actually closer together. Would you waste time with skeptics? So if you were going into a traditional workplace and you have come across maybe a manager or a leader who just can't get their head around this, it's not science, would you say it's worth the fight? So for someone listening who'd love to pitch this to their boss or their team, but no, it might be reached with skepticism, What's the advice there? Well, honestly, like I love working with skeptics, so I maybe am not a good example here, but I think that like, um, I think that you can't force it on people as you can any other system, you know, like it's only going to be useful if they're open to it. I will say the team that I was talking about in particular, they were a little bit skeptical early on. Like the, the executive of the team was like all in, you know, she was already a client of mine, but they were all like, just like they were all a bit older, a bit more skeptical, very traditional in the way that they did things, but they were open to it because she was so excited, you know, but like, honestly, over time, they were just like, this is so crazy. I can't believe this resonates. Like, I don't know where it comes from, but this is so useful. So they ended up all bringing it to their kind of respective teams as well. Um, And so I think that like, that was so satisfying to kind of just like witness their growing receptivity. And I think that's why I remind people, like, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. Like it's a tool, like take what resonates, let go of the rest. So I would just say like, use it in that way when you're communicating with people, like let them choose if it feels good or if it doesn't like not be like, you are this and you must do this. Like kind of just like communicating it about it in a way that I think can feel really empowering. So I would say you cannot force it on anyone, but I would be really intentional about the way that you share it. I think when I just tell people like take it or leave it, they offer like, okay, tell me everything. I want to learn about myself. And they're like, that makes, that's crazy that you can get it from my birth information, but it makes all the sense. So like, tell me about my partner and my kids and everyone else too. Yeah, I, I I went down that same path. So I think in there, what you said was incredible. It's one if it you know if the leader's on board and a team yeah. respects that person, it, it's that's a nice way to get everyone. And then it's everyone's favorite subject, right? Themselves. So one hundred percent, love to learn about themselves. You know, so and learning I about think- themselves. Yeah. Because we are listened to, I think, to a lot of human design beginners, Mm. can we talk a little bit about maybe the fundamentals? So, for example, I'm what's called a a manifesting generator. I'm a 5-1. Do we want to just go through maybe strategy, authority and profile quickly and get people excited a little bit to go and discover a bit more? Yes. Um, I don't know if we can go through all those things in the times allotted, okay. but I will. <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> um, but let me tell you, um, so basically, you know, there are a bajillion configurations in human design, like you shared. At the highest level, there are five different types. With each type comes a strategy, which is how you're meant to create opportunities for yourself, 
and we all have an authority, which is how we're meant to make decisions. So we've got manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, manifestors, manifesting generators like you are like the multi-passionate doers, the ones that often like having their energy in a lot of things at once. One of your biggest lessons is really prioritizing your own satisfaction and excitement and knowing that when you do that, you'll have so much more energy and your strategy is all about letting things come to you and kind of waiting for something to spark you before you go after it. Generators are very similar, kind of the creative doers may have a little bit less of an impulse to like move quite as quickly or do as many things. It's kind of this like steadfast commitment and mastery they carry, but also here to be so lit up by what they're doing. Their strategy is also about letting things come to them and not chasing after projectors are really here to be the leaders, the guides, the advisors, the teachers, not here to do all the doing. Um, Their strategy is about waiting to be recognized and invited in by the people that they're kind of working, collaborating and partnering with. Manifestors are the initiators, the ones that are here to get things started, get the ball rolling, not always here to do all the doing themselves. And their strategy is about initiating and keeping the people around them in the loop. And reflectors are evaluators, basically people that are kind of perceiving and seeing things others can't and carrying such an invaluable and objective perspective. And their strategy is around kind of waiting to be invited in and being in the right space and also really taking their time with decisions. Um, And then when it comes to decision-making, there are lots of different authorities, but some examples of them are trusting your gut response in the moment like you, sleeping on things if you're emotional, trusting your intuition in the moment if you're splenic, trusting what your heart is pulling you towards if you're ego, talking things out if you're self-projected, being in the right space and talking things out if you are mental, if a mental projector and reflectors are meant to give themselves a whole 28 to 30 days before they make a big decision to kind of really sample a decision from lots of different angles. So quick, high level, but a taste of kind of some of the differences. And you're right, it's so much information in there. If if we I guess if we leave it at that, but I guess remind people that those are the two things that even if you've got to spend the first two years on nothing else, that's the important 100%. stuff, right? Is understanding how you make decisions in this world and your strategy. Totally. You know, it's like type yeah. is how do you best use your energy, you know? strategy. How do you best create the right opportunities for yourself? Authority. How do you best make decisions? Like doing those will really bring you in alignment in so many ways. Like going into our profile is so useful in terms of like how are we wired to manifest our purpose, our open centers, like the lessons we're here to learn. Like there's so many other layers to dig into a hundred percent, but really kind of integrating those three and embodying those three is going to make the biggest difference, especially at the beginning. I think that's brilliant. Look, I hope what we've done today is just given people a bit of inspiration or intrigued them somewhat to just jump on your website, check out their um, body graph, I think it's called, and I will put all of your contact details and you've got some great content out there that I know is a great place for people to start. I'll share all of that. And I hope, um, you know, my friends and colleagues listening know they can call me too and I can kind of convert yeah. them as well or share my, happily share my experience with this wonderful tool. Yes, totally. And it is about, again, that when people trust you, like, I think that's when, that's when you really can have the most impact there. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Straightforward. I'm Kim McKay. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a review. If you want more information, why don't you visit my website, kimmckay.com.